I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thanks so much for joining us today. I have with me Laura Cole. She's a dietitian with the Utah Health Department. Laura, I hear everyone talking about how exhausted they are and how uh, the pandemic is really kind of sapping their energy. So I wanted to talk about today just the importance of good nutrition and then maybe talk about some foods that can really make a difference. So start out and just give us some ideas of how much good nutrition can really make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, What we eat obviously affects how we feel and our long-term health, um, but also like short-term day-to-day. And I want to talk about food, um, but I think it's also really important to think about like all the little things you can do in your life and your day-to-day habits to help you feel more energetic. So in terms of what you can eat, there's a few things that you really don't want to miss. Um, and one of those is just how you eat. So you want to eat regularly. Um, every three to four hours is best for most people. Um, but skipping breakfast doesn't help. Skipping lunch. Um, like we're at, we're at, a lot of us are at home, so we might be eating more frequently than normal, but we also might be getting really engrossed in our work or really busy with kids. And so we don't have time to sit down and have a balanced meal. Um, which is important. That's another point. Right. <laughs> eating regularly, but also eating balanced, which sounds pretty boring. And maybe we don't exactly know what that means. Um, but I, I can tell you. Go right ahead. Yes, that's why <laughs> um, you're here. So that means eating at least three food groups at every meal um, is kind of my minimum recommendation. You don't have to have all five, but at least three. Um, And you don't want to skimp on carbohydrates, um, which a lot of people tend to do when they're trying to lose weight or they just have this idea out there that carbs are bad. Um, And that's not true at all. Our brain needs carbohydrates to function. And so we can start feeling a little mentally foggy um, if we don't get enough carbs. And also our muscles prefer carbohydrates for energy. Um, so if we're depriving them of of the, that energy, um, we have our body has to resort to less efficient ways to get energy and we might start feeling more lethargic. So are there good carbs and bad carbs then? Short answer is yes. Um, Yes, there are. And and I don't usually like to say, oh, there's good and there's bad. But Mm. um, yeah. But I uh, asked it that way, so I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's okay. I mean, that's how we talk about it um, a lot of times and and what we see on those, you know, articles, headlines and things. Um, But yeah, so you want to choose your carbohydrates carefully. So and and in a smart way. you're looking for carbs that are from whole food and and higher fiber than others. So really focusing on things like whole grains, 
um, like whole grain bread and brown rice. Um, whole grain pancakes can be a good option. Um, now a lot of pancake mixes in the store are whole grain and also have some extra protein, um, which which is um, going to help them stick with you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And bread. I need to I need to plug this because. I found out my very own mother, who is quite health conscious, um, um, accidentally bought bread she thought was healthy whole grain bread at mm-hmm. the store the other day, and and it was brown in color. But um, when you look at the the ingredients on the back, um, the first ingredient is enriched wheat flour, which is not whole grain. Um, you want to look for the word whole. As the first ingredient. So whole wheat flour, whole grain flour, whole whatever kind of flour is whole is the magic word. Um, But getting those whole grains are really going to stick with you longer and help you digest them a little bit slower. So it's kind of like that slow release of energy rather than the big spike and then the, the crash. Right. So, right. What is... So when we're looking at foods and we're thinking, hey, I just don't have the energy that I need, what would be something you should reach for, say, for a snack? Yeah, so um, whole grains would be great, but also there's a lot of other types of carbohydrates and and good healthy foods. So uh, fruits and veggies are a good option, um, and it's always a good idea to pair um, like a fruit, a vegetable or a grain with some protein. Because that'll help kind of slow the digestion and give you that slow release energy again. So maybe something like an apple with peanut butter or um, whole grain crackers with some string cheese and um, carrot sticks. Um, Hummus is always a great thing to use as a dip and a little flavor enhancer. Um, A lower sugar yogurt is nice, especially if you put some um, berries or chopped fruit in there are all great options. Um, and then if you're looking for something a little more, I don't know, snacky, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, popcorn is great. Popcorn's a whole grain. Um, and you get the benefit of having the large volume without a lot of calories. So, um, you, you can, you can, you know, get some good chew factor in there. Um, good time chewing. Which, Lisa, um, to differentiate <laughs> though, between the, the soaked in butter popcorn and the, <laughs> And the regular popcorn, right? <laughs> yep, yep. I would I um, suggest like a light microwave popcorn, um, the light version. Or um, there's a lot of really great um, healthier uh, pre-pop popcorns that come in bags in the chip aisle mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that are good options. Right. Yep. I think part of the problem is we get bored with foods. We kind of get stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. And then we get too hungry and we reach for something really fast, which, and it's usually something very high in fat uh, because that looks attractive when you're starving, right? Right. Yep. Or those simple carbs. Um, Because when you're getting, when you're really hungry and your brain's kind of like telling you, hey, 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 I need something now, quick. it often will will like lead you to yeah the chips or or the candy or something sweet or, um, um, and that, a soda and pop or something right <laughs> exactly yep and if you're getting those um, kind of cravings or urges frequently 
um, that's a sign that maybe you're either not eating enough or you're not eating um, balanced meals. Um, and so it's good to kind of step back and plan your day, make sure you're getting those balanced meals. Um, but yeah, boredom definitely plays into eating, uh, especially when we're home more these days in the pandemic. Um, one thing I always like to try is um, one of the trends in the grocery store these days is uh, bean snacks. Like um, there's snap pea crisps or there's like air dried um, garbanzo bean snacks with different flavors. Um, and those are always fun. And you know um, that those are bean-based, and so they're, they have the protein and fiber that's going to stick with you for a while, and they also have a little bit of carbs, um, which I would say are, you know, the smart carbs um, that can give you a little boost of energy. Right. Let's talk about uh, caffeine. Oftentimes, when we're lacking yeah. in energy, that's our first thought. Let me go grab a Diet yeah. Coke or something. Um, so how do those, how does soda play into all of this? Yes. So um, soda and caffeine, um, energy energy drinks are really popular, too. Um, I kind of think they're the new soda in some ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, caffeine, is it can help on a short-term basis. So you do get that kind of that little um, burst um, of alertness. But long term, it's it's not very helpful for us because we tend to if, if we're regular caffeine drinkers, we tend to need more and more caffeine to get us feeling more and more alert because our body gets used to it. Um, and then when you get to a point of drinking too much caffeine, which um, if you're keeping track, it's um, between 300 and 400 milligrams of caffeine, um, which I believe is about four cans of Diet Coke or mm. three cups of coffee, um, that can start really um, inhibiting your sleep. Um, so you're drinking caffeine to wake up, you're drinking it all the, all day or a lot of the day, but then um, more than we might realize, it starts to inhibit our sleep. We know people who drink a lot of caffeine um, have poor quality sleep. And then the cycle continues. Um, so it's not a great, not a great long-term solution. But again, you know, um, one serving of caffeine with low sugar in it um, um, is, is not a problem at all. Um, it's just when we overdo it. Right. One thing that comes to mind is, um, as a new as a dietitian, this must be frustrating for you that some foods get vilified. For example, carbohydrates. I mean, I think carbohydrates, and I think, oh, I need to stay away from those. And that must mm -hmm. be really frustrating um, that we go through these trends and diet cycles and aren't necessarily really getting the nutrition that we really need. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. And these these um, trends often are, are old trends. They're not anything new. They might just have a new name. But they stick with uh, us, too, example, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean the trends? Yes. I mean, getting those ideas stuck in your mm -hmm. head, you know, how for a long time we thought, okay, as long as it's sugar-free, it's okay, <laughs> you know, and, and now really yep. carbs are vilified. Yep, for sure. Yep. And and before that, it was fat. And, and before that, believe it or not, it was carbs. We go through, it's kind of like fashion. We go through these cycles. Um, like the Adkins diet is, is now basically 
uh, the paleo diet. Um, so just kind of reformatted, um, still low carb. Um, and yeah, uh, gluten-free is another one that was kind of wrongly assumed to be healthier for people, but for people who can, you know, digest gluten and it doesn't bother them in no way is a gluten-free diet healthier for them. And it's, it's often less healthy because there's less fiber in there and you're missing a lot of nutrients, Mm -hmm. um, when you're, when you're skipping those foods that tend to be high in gluten. Right. Um, but still I get people who say, Oh yeah, I'm trying to eat healthier. I've so far I've cut out gluten and I've cut out carbs. Um, and really we're missing the point where we just want to go back to the basics and, and eat, um, less processed foods, more fruits and vegetables. Um, we're just going to be feeling better overall when we're getting the nutrients we need. Right. So what do we want to avoid if we are really feeling like every day we get to the middle of the day and we are, we just have no energy, what kinds of food should we be avoiding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so when you get to the middle of the day and you're just, say, exhausted by 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, um, it could be more than what you're eating. Um, but you want to make sure you check all those boxes that we just talked about. You're eating those balanced meals. Um, I don't suggest eating large amounts of refined sugar or carbohydrates. Um, so that's like, I don't know, what your candy corn this mm-hmm. time of year. So, yeah. Um, just consuming straight sugar (laughs) right you get that really quick like mm, sugar boost but very quickly you're going to crash and feel possibly even worse Um, so you don't want to do that Um, sometimes people respond poorly to a large lunch so if you're really getting sleepy in the mid-afternoon, um, maybe go a little bit lighter on your lunch. Um, that often happens to people who go out to eat for lunch, um, which may be happening less today. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And then think about if, is it because you haven't eaten enough food or um, do you need a little pick-me-up snack? Maybe um, fruit and peanut butter would be the perfect time right now to to eat that. Or maybe you just need to, you know stand up and walk around the block. Um, but, but yeah, I think more often than not, it's what we're not, it, it's what we're missing um, in terms of nutrition rather than um, what we're doing too much of. Ah, ah. And then, and then you did mm-hmm. mention it's the other stuff that goes with it. Like, you know, maybe walking around the block. Right. Yep. And, you know, getting enough sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, no amount of perfect nutrition is going to help you feel your best in terms of energy. Um, But, yeah, and some people say, oh, I'm too tired to exercise. But we know that people who exercise report feeling more energetic after they exercise, Um, which is counterintuitive. But, but, um. Um, true. <laughs> it does improve your and sense then, of well-being, right? <laughs> for sure. Yep. Kind of wakes you up, gets your blood flowing. It can improve your mood, which can help improve your energy levels. Um, because depression and anxiety and stress, which unfortunately is um, becoming more and more common in this pandemic, um, also can make us feel lethargic and, and tired. Right. And I interrupted you. You had another thought there. You were going to say, and then? 
Oh, and then, ooh, oh, maybe hydration oh, in terms of say. drinking enough. Uh, I'm, I don't know. Water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, water is uh, huge, But yeah, right? water. I mean, mm-hmm, just being... Um, dehydrated um, can cause us to feel more lethargic um, and cause literally our blood gets thicker. And so it just takes us more effort to, to do what we're doing. Um, I never thought of it that way. Our blood gets thicker. Yes. Isn't it crazy? And our organs have to work harder to get that blood moving through there. And yep. Mm hmm. Well, I appreciate so, that description because I, I know that things don't function as well when you don't have enough water, but I never thought about your blood being thicker and actually, you know, putting a strain on all of the organs that way. Yep. Yep. It, it does. Um, and especially in hot climates and dry climates like Utah. Um, but also as we as we enter into cooler weather, sometimes we lose sight of staying hydrated and we're and we're, we're not sweating as much we might not be quite as thirsty um and so we don't think we need to drink but we really do need to drink um are we yeah. still talking eight glasses a day yeah i mean so the eight glasses a day is a little bit arbitrary but when you when you use all the different estimations of what you need it, it actually is about eight glasses a day so, um, men, it's a little more. It's more like 10 cups a day. Mm-hmm. And then for women, it's between nine and seven cups a day. Right. Um, but really the easiest rule of thumb, because it's going to change, it's going to um, be different for everybody, is you just want um, your urine to be light yellow in color. Um, and you want to make sure that you're urinating every few hours. Laura, anything that you would like to add that maybe I have uh, failed to ask you as far as things that we can do to boost our energy? Is there a key to all of this? Right. So I think the key is that there's no magic pill, unfortunately. There's not one thing to do and you'll feel so much better. But it's... um, Realizing there's a lot of factors going into how we feel and our levels of energy, um, and it's important to take all of those factors into account, whether it's having balanced meals, drinking enough water, uh, maybe adding that afternoon snack if you need it, um, or sleeping enough, exercising, and doing whatever you can to reduce stress in your life, which is tough, (laughs) very tough. Like These aren't easy things, but... If you can kind of just start working on the little things, um, you'll probably notice a difference pretty soon on how you feel. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.